Hi, and welcome to the Design Driven Life. This is a podcast sponsored by WellFit Human, where we believe wellness, fitness, and impact travel can change your life and change the lives of others for personal growth and positive impact. My name is Wendy Yates. I am the founder of WellFit Human and Abigail Elise Interiors, and we are focused on these first series on the mindset. Education and mindset can help you create and design the world you want to live in. Thanks for being here. Hi, I am super excited to introduce our first guest, Jolena Karen. Jolena is a teacher in the world of personal development, relationship mastery, and healing. She brings physics, philosophy, and physiology together in an elegant process that reveals a person's extraordinary inner wisdom, authentic genius, and value. Her credo is, you loving you is the best thing you can do for everyone else. You loving you, you deserve that. I wanted to sort of start with maybe you sharing a little bit about you and how you started developing your coaching methods and, and where you landed on that sort of as a core principle for your, for um, your teaching. Thank you for having me on this podcast. <laughs> Background. I've always been curious about what it means to be a healer. Um, and I've always been fascinated by relationships So as a bit of background, I did get a degree in psychology after I read Carl Jung's autobiography and was inspired by his work. So I went off and got my degree in psychology and um, that didn't answer the questions that I had. So I took off and went sailing around the world for several years and along the way met healers of various ilks and got conveniently ill in various situations and had to employ local healers. So I learned from them both as a patient and then got training in various things. This field of study that really landed for me was the Demartini work. So I am a certified Demartini method facilitator. I'm also a behavioral kinesiologist. Um, And the idea of, of listen deeply, think wisely, communicate well, there's so much power in us being able to be present to what is and in relationships our ability to really give our attention to the other person has extraordinarily transformative effects and i love that we can every one of us can play a role in upleveling consciousness and upleveling emotional intelligence and integrating people's brains just by how we show up and listen to one another. Yeah, I think that is, it's simple, but super profound because I feel like so many times I myself am listening to somebody, but I'm thinking about something else. And so I'm not really listening, am I? And then that creates a disconnect right away, just with the communication. I feel like kind of snowballs into something else, you know what I mean? Or could snowball into something else, especially if you're not listening to your partner or not listening to your child or not listening to, you know what I mean? Um, a needs of a parent or needs of a client, you know, um, for me and my business. So, um, Mm -hmm. and so 
I just want to ask quickly, um, sailing, that is amazing. Like who is like, I don't have what I need. I'm going to go sail around the world. That is like incredible. <laughs> did, you, did you do that on your own or with, with someone or? Uh, not well, I, I started on my own. I had a little voice inside telling me to go find the thing I was supposed to find and then bring it home to South Africa. So that little voice just sort of led me on various tracks. And, you know, I, you know how it is. You meet somebody and they, they say something about, <laughs> well, you could get about sailing the world. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I heard that somewhere along the line and I thought that sounded like a fabulous thing. Jacques Cousteau was my childhood hero and all I ever wanted to do was swim with dolphins. So I spent some time in London trying to work my way into the BBC because I thought if I, I, I have a diploma in film production as well. So I thought if I could get into the BBC, then I, they could teach me to make really fabulous movies and I could save the world that way. And of course that didn't work. So after a few months, I decided to heck with this. The world was going to have to save itself. I was going to hitchhike to the South of France and get on a boat and sail to the Caribbean and swim with dolphins. So that's pretty much what I did. I, I didn't hitchhike to the South of France. I got on a train, but I walked the docks until somebody <laughs> took pity on me or like my legs, as it turned out, and uh, hired me onto a sailboat. And that's how I started. <laughs> Amazing. I think that this uh, segues us so perfectly into, um, you were, you know, sort of had the mission to find the thing you needed to go find. So essentially you adapted to create your own opportunity because you weren't finding what you needed with the resources available um, to you. So I think that is um, sort of just a brilliant setup um, for what is so relevant right now is adaptability and opportunity really do relate. Um, so, you know, how, how would somebody, you know, I don't know that everybody, you know, has sort of the grit to, uh, I mean, I think everyone can have the grit, but to just sort of go for it. So what can, you know, we share with people today on what is the direction of creating this mindset? Like what, what's the first place to start with creating a mindset on adaptability to opportunity that, that you would start with um, if it was just all different types of people? Yeah. So actually there's two thoughts that come to mind. Um, one is to have a clear vision of what you want. And I, and I, I want, I need to caveat that because there's way too much stuff out there on having to know too many details of what you want, but there's, there's something about allowing yourself to be led by the things that enliven you and spark your curiosity, right? So the, there's something about, I mean, all of us have ideas of things we want to experience and to be, to allow ourselves to be pulled forward into life by the things that show up consistently. The other piece of it is having an equilibrated mind, right? Stability or adaptability come from an equilibrated mind. This is where we're going to diverge a little bit from positive thinking. So in my world, our minds are always bipolar, right? We can't have a positive thought without a simultaneous negative. So the idea of positive thinking can actually, I think, sometimes get in our way. So I think it's much wiser to have a holistic and balanced whole mindset. And 
one of the ways we get there is through staying curious about how everything is serving us. Those are some pretty clear thoughts. And I think um, to the first one of having a clear vision, um, I think people, I, I think a little bit to break that down, what you started to is having a clear vision doesn't mean you have to know every detail of the path, right? You know, what are some ways people can sort of, you know, I, I think what you said, what shows up in your life consistently um, and allowing yourself to be led by what sparks you. I think sometimes it's hard for people to see that. So in creating their clear vision, is there any practices or exercises or I don't know, do people start making a list? Um, again, not to make people feel like they have to have it because you, everyone knows you don't have to, if you don't know this already out there and you're listening, um, you don't have to have it all figured out. (laughs) No one does. No one has it figured out. Where would you start to have your clear vision uh, if you couldn't go sailing the world? (laughs) (laughs) So our lives are always demonstrating what our actual values or priorities are in life, right? And there are four specific things that show us very clearly what's authentically important to us. And there's an acronym that I use for them, which is STEM, S-T-E-M. So the things we put in our space, the things that we always seem to find time for, the things that we always seem to have energy for, and the things that we always have money for. I love it. I'm going to use that right away as soon as we're done with this call. (laughs) Time, energy, and money. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to start observing what you bring into your space and by space, I mean both our physical space around us and also our mental space. Right. Mm -hmm. So a pretty clear indicator of somebody's what they're putting in their mental space is to look at all the tabs that you have open in your browser. You know, if you think about the books that you read, again, there will be themes to the, to the information that's interesting to you. If you think about the TV shows that you gravitate towards, again, there'll be themes. And these are the kinds of things that can help us get clear on what is it that's actually interesting to me and important to me. And the more we can identify those themes and then honor ourselves enough to orient our lives to doing more of those, the more energy we're going to feel and the more opportunities we're going to see in front of us. Space, time, energy, money, STEM. I'm going to like live by that from, from now on. So, so great. Um, and I'm going to be super curious for myself what my themes are because I've never thought of doing that. I'm kind of scared. I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> what am I going to find out that I do sort of in denial about or something like that? Oh, I, loved, I love that you brought that up. I really love that you brought that up. And I know that this is just going to be a very short podcast, but, but you just surfaced something that does come up for people in that we all, all of us have an authentic value system. And by value system, I mean the things and experiences that are valuable enough to us that they're actually pulling us forward. And we are dedicating space, time, energy, and money towards them. So we all have an authentic value system. And then we have an injected value system, which is a set of beliefs that we have injected from the outside world into ourselves about who we're supposed to be. I can totally see that. And it's just amazing what you're saying. And um, what a different way to just open up your mindset to the term adaptability and opportunity by internalizing it and focusing on how you take up space and where you spend your time and your energy and your money. Because we've all heard people say to us, oh, I never have enough time or I don't have enough money for that or I'm too tired for this. But it definitely 
makes total sense that if you use this practice, you would have the time and the energy and the money for what you really want if you were diverting it to the right place. And Mm -hmm. I think also one thing that you mentioned too with this that we should definitely touch on is the positive thinking because historically, right, like up until now, possibly maybe people weren't always taught about positive thinking just growing up in their childhood, but that at some point, um, at least for me in my age, I, along the way, learned these power of positive thinking modules, you know, what you think about, you bring about, or what you give thought to, you give purpose to. And yes, you know, there there is some truth to that, but it goes so much deeper than that. And I think you and I discussed this briefly when we um, talked before previously, that what does that even really mean? Let's make a distinction between optimism and positive thinking, right? Mm-hmm. We obviously have to have optimism that we're going to experience more pleasure than pain in the future, or we wouldn't get out of bed. And we have to get out of bed and we have to be in action because all life requires movement. So optimism is essential to pull us forward, right? Now, we have a biological survival mechanism called the pain pleasure principle. It's built in. We have an aversion to pain and a preference for pleasure. So if we put our hand in the fire and there's no aversion to pain, there'd be no impetus for us to remove our hand, right? So this inbuilt tendency to want to avoid pain and move towards pleasure is what keeps us alive. The thing is, what we've done is we've kind of mixed pain and pleasure with positive and negative. So the brain doesn't know the difference between whether a pain or a pleasure is real or imagined. So you can actually have your hand in the fire or you can imagine your hand burning. If you do it in enough detail, your brain is going to respond with the same set of chemistry, right? So we've taken that biological principle that it's better to move in the direction of what feels good and away from what feels bad. And we've taken it up to our up to our mind and said it's better to have so-called positive thoughts and not negative thoughts, right? But here's the thing. You cannot have positive without negative. So every positive thought gives rise to a negative one. There are two sides of the same coin. So my sort of rub with the positive thinking world is that we've set ourselves up for failure if we're constantly trying to be positive or even if we're constantly trying to be more positive and than negative, right? The reality is our, our mind is always bipolar. For every positive thought we have, we'll always have a negative thought. It's only our awareness that swings back and forth between the two. But positive thoughts give rise to negative ones and negative ones give rise to positive ones. So I think it's wiser to have a holistic understanding. And we need both our positive, so-called positive thoughts and our negative thoughts, in order to move ourselves forward in the direction of what is authentically meaningful to us. So with all of that said, we need optimism to draw us forward. Please know that for every positive thought, we also have a negative one and that we need both so that we have a balanced perspective. And the third piece of that is we are most likely to manifest what is actually in alignment with our authentic values. Wow. Yeah, this has been amazing. I think this has been an amazing just touch on the mindset of adaptability and opportunity. So um, my takeaway for the listeners is basically to start with the STEM system, right? The space, time, energy, money, and to recognize that you need a balanced mindset. I guess those are 
for me, my top things that if I was going to shift my mindset on adaptability and opportunity, that would be the perfect place to start. Although there's obviously so much more we could dive into, um, but I think this is great brain tease, great information, incredible inspiration to sort of build on this mindset topic. So thank you. You're welcome. Can I say one more piece? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Please do. (laughs) You have so much to give. I wish we had a whole hour, but maybe as we grow the wellness stage um, on topics, then we'll be able to dive deeper into some of these subjects. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The other piece that I think is, is so crucial for keeping ourselves in a space of curiosity about what's available to us in the future is to actually go back and look at experiences in the past that we thought were negative or that shouldn't have happened or where we feel like we suffered more than we gained, right? And to look at those experiences and to sit with the question, how did that serve me? And to get really detailed about how did it serve me financially, vocationally, spiritually, physically, in my family, in my social circle, and in my creativity, right? Who did it connect me to? What did it give me permission to let go of? Or what did it give me permission to start doing? You know, what did I learn from it? How did it pivot my life? To look back on those experiences and start to really see, you know, to take it deeper than just a sort of intellectual where everything happens for a reason, but to actually take the time to list out all the details of the gifts that occurred in those so-called negative experiences in the past, it does two things. One, it collapses fear of the future because all of our fear of the future is related to unresolved pain in the past. And the second thing it does is it grows certainty in us that life is always happening for us. Amazing. This has been incredible. I love it. Thank you so much. A special thank you to Jolena Karen for being our very first guest on The Design Driven Life. We're so thrilled to have had you. You can find out more about Jolena, her practice, and her programs at her website, jolinakaren.com, or email Jolina, J-O-L-I-N-A, at jolinakaren.com. Music.